Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sierra Leone has some of the world's highest maternal mortality rates. One nurse, Zainab, has not lost a single mother. This Mother's Day, join care in supporting maternal health around the world. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Friday. We got through an amazing week. Lots and lots of royal stuff happening this week. The Queen, 70 years on the throne. So normally, our dear friend, our Queen, Corey, Corey Andrew, uh, he won't mind me saying that at all. He normally joins us on a Friday. He's not going to be with us today, but don't worry, Naughties. We've got a ton to get into, so let's jump right into the show. What time is it, my friends? It is tea time. Okay, let's start with some of this royal news. So Harry and William have no plans to hang out during the Jubilee. Oh, boo-hoo, this is terrible news. So Harry and Meghan will not see William and Kate privately during their visit to the UK. Palace Insiders are telling Page Six this. Harry and Meghan, they both looked really happy while they were watching the tripping of the collar. That's the big military prey. They were beaming to be reunited with the family. However, they did not see William and Kate. The former Fab Four, I love that name, the Fab Four. I want them to be Fab again and I want them to be Four again. Will reunite today at St Paul's Cathedral for the first time in more than two years at a service of thanksgiving for the Queen. The last time they were all together was during a really awkward appearance at Westminster Abbey. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, for the Commonwealth Day services back in 2020, days before Harry and Meghan moved to the USA. So their relationship continues to be pretty frosty. And now page six is finding out that they do not have plans to hang out. I think it's a missed opportunity. I really do. My Royal Insiders were telling me 
they hoped to have somewhat like a peace talk while they were both in the same country. I wish they locked these two boys in just a room, just lock them in the palace in a room and don't let them come out until they sort of fix this. I know there's a lot of water under tower bridge so to speak under the bridge but they can fix it if they both try i know it makes me so sad this one no plans to get together during the jubilee you know what do it for the queen she's 96 years old she really is i think knowing her pretty well covering her all these years i know the one thing that would make her the most happy is these two boys to find some sort of peace it doesn't look like it's going to happen this trip. Hey, that brings us to our poll of the day. Harry and William have no plans to hang out together during the Jubilee. Is this a missed opportunity? Go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. You can leave a comment there and be sure to check back on Monday to hear your results. Hey, moving along, Queen Elizabeth is going to miss that church service today after discomfort during the Jubilee. So Queen Elizabeth II will miss a preschool scheduled royal engagement today after feeling quote discomfort the royal spokesperson put out a statement that read the following quote the queen greatly enjoyed today's birthday prayed and fly past that's what the brits call it in america we call it a fly over it's when the planes fly over it's magnificent so the fly pass but did experience some discomfort. Oh, no, we don't want that. So taking into account the journey and the activity required to participate in tomorrow, which is now today's National Service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's Cathedral, Her Majesty, with great reluctance, has concluded that she will not attend. Oh, knowing how much the church and her faith means to her, this is a really, really big deal. So the statement concluded, quote, The Queen is looking forward to participating in tonight's beacon lighting event at Windsor Castle and would like to thank all those who made today such a memorable occasion. She did, in fact, participate in that event. It was last night. So what happened is after we saw her on the balcony, she went back to Windsor Castle, which is really where she lives. When people say the royals live at Buckingham Palace, it's not really true. She lives at Windsor Castle. So after the balcony, she went back to Windsor Castle and she rested inside, as tell me. And then... Late last night, she came out to light the beacon. It was quite amazing. She pressed this button and this beautiful display, these lights lit up the lawn at the castle and then went all the way over to the palace. And then this huge tree, this beacon, was set alight. It was just magnificent. You could see it through for miles and miles around. But I'm not sure if we're going to see her again during the next couple of days. This makes me sad, but also, too, uh, I'm really happy that she got to experience yesterday. Knowing her, there was no way she was going to miss that. She got out on that balcony, and I think the same way that we love her, she loved us back. And my one wish, my one wish, and I think this came true, is that yesterday was not just about the monarchy and 70 years on the throne. It was also a moment when we could all tell the Queen as a human being just how much she means to us. I hope she felt all that love. Now, Meghan Markle popped up too. We saw Meghan yesterday shushing, 
crush the young children. It's quite adorable. So Harry and Meghan quit Royal Live back in 2020. They did return, and it's their first joint appearance since that Oprah interview, oof, 14 months ago. Ooh, that's a rough interview, because in that interview, they did claim members of the family were racist. Remember that? They said some stuff that must have made this be a very awkward reunion, but we did see her putting her finger to her lips inside Buckingham Palace, and she was telling the Queen's great-granddaughters to stay silent. We also saw Harry doing the same. The couple viewed that magnificent parade, along with the grandchildren of the Queen, who did not take part in the carriage procession or the balcony appearance, like Princess Beatrice and Eugenie. I feel sorry for those two. They're Prince Andrew's daughter, and through no fault of their own, they've been excluded because their dad is such a disgrace. They just don't want them around because of their dad. I feel bad for them. So they were sort of kept in the shadows along with Harry and Meghan. So they got a great view, don't get me wrong. They were not behind the barricades, queued up like you or I would be. They were inside the palace and they had a fabulous, fabulous view, but they were pretty much out of sight. But we did spot them through a window. Of a photographer caught them chatting also too to the Queen's cousin. However, they were noticeably missing from that balcony photograph. Insiders tell me... They decided this, so I sometimes feel bad for Meghan and Harry, but my royal insiders say they decided to step away. And so if they don't want to be part of the working family, this is a working event. This is an event to celebrate 70 years of the monarch. And so they can still be members of the royal family, but they're not working members. So there was no shade there, is what my insiders say. Although, how problematic would have it been? Push them out on the balcony, another two seats another two people standing there i think it would have been fine my insiders go on to say that megan too and harry are deliberately keeping a low profile they know this is not about them it's about the queen so yes they're the most famous couple in the world they know how to get attention megan could wear a bright dress a short dress you know something very very sexy or very very bright but she didn't she wore a very elegant navy blue dress and that was on purpose to not pull attention this is about the queen it's not about these two so i think we can all be respectful there also too they are planning a little bit of a birthday party on saturday for lilibet who i know has not met the queen yet so she was named after queen elizabeth her nickname is lilibet so they're finally all going to get to meet and i hope i do hope if if you're listening the palace hello 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 please put out a photograph we want to see the queen and lilibet big question everybody's asking who was the old man standing next to the queen on the balcony for the trooping of the colour. I know, that's one of the major events, and that photograph went around the world. That TV coverage was everywhere. Everyone's asking, who was that man next to her? That was actually Prince Edward, the Duke of Kent. Let me explain who he is. That's the Queen's first cousin. He's 86 years old. And so the Queen's dad, who was the king, and Prince Edward's dad were brothers. They were brothers. So these two are cousins, and he was sort of filling in for Prince Philip, who, who passed away. So that's who that gentleman was up there on the balcony. And then we have to talk about, oh, he stole the show, didn't he? Little Louis, little Louis. If you've not seen the photographs or the video of Louis on the balcony, 
do yourself a favour. Google them right after you finish listening to this show. So Prince Louis proved to be the unexpected star of the show on the balcony. The young prince was jumping up and down with excitement. He covered his ears when the fly passed, the fly over, the noise from the aeroplanes. And he talked to his great-grandmother, the Queen, oblivious to the fact that millions and millions and millions of people were watching. He didn't care. Children don't care. He's four years old and he was photographed with an array of exaggerated funny faces, laughing, smiling, grumpy, Gosh, he was just every expression you could imagine he had. And I love this because it just goes to show you they're real. It's a real, real family. He joined his other excited siblings on the balcony. Princess Charlotte, who's seven, and George, who's now eight. These two seem to take it a little bit more in their stride with little Louis. He, oh, he has no poker face. What he's feeling, he lets you see. So the way that it was staged, the Queen ended up flanked by the Prince of Wales, her son, Prince Charles, on one side, and Prince Louis on the other. And she sort of looked perplexed at some point by her young companion's expressions. Now, the Duchess of Cambridge, little Louis's mum, Kate, she tried like every parent at a big family function. You know what it's like, parents? To sort of, like, keep the little boy composed, but he was having none of it. He was clapping his hands. He blocked his ears, too, for the noise of the aeroplanes. He even put his elbows on the balcony and his chin in his hands, looking totally bored by the whole affair. The Queen, actually, though, I think she was charmed by it. So while the Duchess echoed any mother at a high-pressured family occasion, the Queen actually enjoyed it at the all-important though at the most important moment when they played the national anthem prince george and princess charlotte stood in perfect politeness arms by their side little louis joined them he was flawless for a couple of moments and then he became a little bit distracted but you know he's four years old also too i love this when they left the balcony they they retired into the palace for lunch all the children including naughty little louis turned around to wave at the crowd who were just cheering 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 from the gate louis i'm telling you a star has been born On to other news. Legal experts are stunned by Johnny Depp's defamation verdict. They're absolutely stunned by the seven-person jury in Virginia that awarded him up to $15 million on Wednesday. A lot of legal experts thought that this would not be the case. Now, if you remember, there was a sensational libel lawsuit that Johnny brought against The Sun in 2020. He, He lost that. The Sun won. So The Sun basically proved at least 12 acts of domestic violence, including sexual violence against Amber. Now, this jury had the complete opposite point of view. They didn't see any acts of domestic violence at all. And legal experts are saying this is just really, really surprising. Now there's new reports too. that Amber's broke. She doesn't have $15 million. She doesn't have that money to pay him. And so I think she's going to appeal this so it's far from over. Sarah Jessica Parker is talking out about Kim Cattrall and saying that her comments were very, very hurtful. So Sarah's tried not to talk about this. She tries not to get involved in all this. But she did sit down with the Hollywood Reporters podcast and she said, quote, There just isn't anyone else who's ever talked about me like this 
ever, and it's so, so painful. So Kim has made it clear that she is no fan of Sarah Jessica Parker's, and Sarah's saying it was just so shocking to her because she tried really hard to have a good relationship. So she also went on to say tensions really began in about 2007 when it became clear clear that Kim was not going to make the third movie and she said the movie company wasn't comfortable with Kim's demands and so they just couldn't get a deal they tried and she said they were disappointed but it happens a lot and so they decided they didn't want to make the film without Kim but then when they got the chance to do a reboot on HBO Max they thought of a new way to do it and Sarah says that this came after lots of comments public comments from Kim about the show and she said that's not slamming her it's just learning she said you've got to listen to somebody and if they are publicly talking about something and it doesn't suggest that they want to do it you have to hear her so sarah's saying we heard kim loud and clear she didn't want to do it so we moved on without her and she said we felt totally comfortable doing it without her and she said she thinks it was handled beautifully she concluded her interview by calling on the public to stop calling this a cat fight She said, I've never uttered fighting words in my life about anyone I've ever worked with. She concluded by saying, there has been one person talking, that means Kim, and I'm not going to tell her not to talk or anybody not to talk, but it's painful. It's been really, really painful. Interesting, isn't it, to get her point of view. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Dram Tutor. Hey, let's get to the polls. Yesterday, we talked about Lance Bass saying that he can't get in touch with Britney Spears and claims there's a wall around her. Is Lance right? Or does Britney just not want to talk to Lance? It's a naughty question. Let's have a look. 90% said Britney just doesn't want to talk to Lance. Then when he calls her, she looks at her phone and is like, "Mm -mm, not answering. Lance is a chatty catty, so Britney probably knows anything she says to him he's going to tell everybody that's a wild result oh naughties we're so bad today don't forget to vote on today's poll go to our twitter page at naughty nice rob or our facebook page naughty gossip and be sure to check back on monday to hear your results now let's do a noisy of the day sam asgari that's britney's fiance is opening up about britney lots of details about their life together and his personal life it's a new interview and he rarely makes comments about the woman in his life that he calls affectionately his lioness but he told gq that he wanted to stay away from the topic of britney's miscarriage as the interview took place just a few days after they shared that news publicly however he did open up a little bit because he wants to normalize pregnancy loss and help other people with it he said it's something that happens to a lot of people and one beautiful thing that I heard was, when the baby's ready, it'll come. When the baby's ready, it'll be the right time. He's particularly tight-lipped about all things Britney Spears, but he did reveal a little bit about the proposal and that he wanted to keep it a secret. So he thought about asking her son's permission or her family. She's not talking to them. But in the end, he decided not to because the news might leak. He said that Britney was shocked by the proposal. She was thinking that he was going to give her a new puppy. And instead, he proposed. They have set the wedding date, but he will not say when it is. I like this. He also went on to talk about money. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he said they trade off who pays for dinner. 
and we don't have a joint account and I live off lettuce, rice and coffee. So he said he can literally live on like $16 a day. He also revealed, interesting, that he voted for Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, and finally wanted us all to know that he turned down appearances on Celebrity Big Brother, The Masked Singer, and he would never do Dancing with the Stars. He's not in it, it seems, for fame. He seems like a really good, good guy, and I love that he treads very carefully about Britney. Uh, you're our nicest of the day, now our naughtiest of the day. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Kim Kardashian said she would eat poop. That's right, poop. Every single day. If it made her look young, she did this new interview with the New York Times to plug her new skincare regime. And she said, quote, If you told me that I literally had to eat poop every single day and I would look younger, I might. I just might. The New York Times also pointed out that the cost of all nine items in her new skincare line is $630. Ouch! And naughtiest of the day. Let's end with a moment of rub. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rub. If you really want to change your life, you must change the people in it. If you want to be healthier, hang out with people that exercise more. If you want better grades, hang out with people that study more. And if you want to be happier, say goodbye to all those negative people around you. (gasps) That's the truth. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Robert and the Naughty Show. You've been the co-host two, three times this week, and I, I love it. Thank you for doing that, Naughties. We're a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and leave us a review if you can. They really do help. And remember, if you're going to be naughty, come on, sing along with me. You've got to be nice. Take care, everybody. Pip. It's naughty but nice with Rob. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sierra Leone has some of the world's highest maternal mortality rates. One nurse, Zainab, has not lost a single mother. This Mother's Day, join care in supporting maternal health around the world. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying 
saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts